thought, wow, the cloud's here. And then I realised my glasses were dirty. I <laughs> just praise God, all right? Okay. <laughs> all right, we're going to uh, usually start off with our uh, giving, our offering. So if we could please organise that. If you could put up the details up on the screen. If you need to fill out credit card information, if you could just oblige our ushers, hold up your hand so we can give you something to fill out credit card information and then we'll receive that. Praise God. Here we go. All right. Um, announcements. So uh, we'll probably mention it a couple of times because people don't usually re- retain things when it's said once. So next Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon and Tuesday night, we're doing anointing services. So we've got people coming from interstate for that, evidently. Um, legit. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. So that's Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon and Tuesday night. So, hey, maybe you'll be the two out of the three, you know. There's actually a game. I saw someone got a game on the staff table out there. It's actually Hungry, Hungry Hippos. So <laughs> My name's Jimmy, I'll take what you can give me. So uh, we can talk a bit about that tonight. I haven't seen that for ages. It's like, you know, I say that because it's a, a cultural reference and just it's got nothing to do with people's personal body shape. Um, it's all to do with just pulling on the realm of God. So, um, you know, uh, <laughs> so there's that, there's that. So um, also we have Seeds for Life that's coming up soon. Uh, praise God. All right, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to see what happens. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for the, your presence. I just thank you for the realm of the anointing. I thank you for divine uh, uh, knowledge. I thank you for wisdom. I thank you for counsel. I thank you for dunamis. Holy Spirit, we just honour you here. We just thank you. We love you. You're the one that touches us. You're the one that quickens. You're the one that blesses in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I just thank you tonight, a realm of revelation and counsel to be released on this place. I thank you for us to be able to walk in paths of light. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, we've had, a, we've had an interesting day today. It's been a lot of chaos and... Um, and so I want you, uh, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to play a quick game. So this is a very, very famous bass line. And this, 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 this song I'm going to try and Im- impersonate. Um, you're going to have to guess what it is, but it's a theme at the moment. And if you, what happens if you can't, people go, oh, I'm looking forward to this. Was it Bethel? Is it uh, uh, Elevation Music? Is it is a hill song? Oh, like this. So at the moment, people are trying to navigate this. Who knows what that song's called? Oh, I thought it was Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, so anyway. Yeah, no, it's under pressure. And... and One of the things that we need to be able to discern spiritually is this, is that there are so many spiritual senses that we have that we we know things, we see things, we hear things, but but in the Spirit you can feel things. And one of those things is pressure. And if we don't understand the role of pressure, we are going to go around in circles in the wilderness. Is that... One of the keys to growth is a thing called continuity because it talks about one of the ways that we are shaped is actually by getting on the potter's wheel. 
He is the potter, we are not. You are the potter, I'm really not. And we, <laughs> self-help teaching, you know. He's the potter, we're the clay. Boom. Um, uh, we're the clay. And so, <laughs> break me and mould me, this is what I pray. So, it's an, an oldie. I'm not sure if it's a goldie though. But, um, and, and so we need to understand continuity. So this is what we tend to do. Because why am I speaking this? Because we've had a real chaotic day and if we've had a really chaotic day, chaotic day I'm sure people here have felt stuff. And that's why I'm, I'm looking on my calendar and going, oh, it's nearly spring. We're right at the end of winter. And that's when people are going, where's the Lord? You know, <laughs> it's sort of vitamin D deficiency. It's sort of like, so... So we need to know is that under pressure is where God shapes us. And when we know that, we can cooperate. Because if we're constantly bailing and repositioning ourselves with pressure, then we're going to go back. If you don't pass grade four or year 11 or second year of uni, that's okay. You'll go back and have a chance to pass it again. And, and it's really interesting because um, I, I'm all for, within bounds, education, tertiary education, etc. A lot of our stuff are tertiary educated, great. You can be an ed- educated nitwit, right? You've got some, I, I, I know some amazing people that uh, have no tertiary education and gosh, they are powerfully used by the Lord in, in business, in all sorts of areas. But one common factor is this, they've learned to navigate pressure. You could be really educated and can't navigate pressure. So that's when you start to feel pressure. This is what the Bible says, rejoice, rejoice. Because pressure comes on and we, because the only thing that we possess is what we keep and maintain under pressure. Because as soon as we feel pressure, we wanna run. But what we've got to do is we've got to engage with the Lord. So I'm just gonna pray over everyone here now. Right, because because there's there's a level of pressure and it can create confusion, and it can create heaviness or whatever. It's a bit of swirly weirdness because like today some <laughs> just a bit going on. But that's actually don't never be afraid of pressure. I have found on the other side of pressure is promotion, and you recognise that. That's what it says rejoice. Make sure you rejoice. Don't worry about it. You're actually in an exam. People are going exam. <laughs> Seriously, we're going to find out what we're carrying. So I just think, so I'm just going to pray. Holy Ghost, I just thank You right now. I thank You for the power of blessing. In the Name of Jesus right now, we break all witchcraft in Jesus' Name. We bind it in the Name of Jesus. We chain You up right now. We chain up confusion. We chain up chaos in Jesus' Name. And we thank You right now. We decree, we loose from heavenly places order. We thank You for shalom, for peace. We thank You, we command the choppy waters, the turbulent waters, peace be still. We thank You, Lord, You lead us by still waters and You restore our soul. So we thank You, Lord, right now. We speak divine order into the atmosphere in this place. We speak peace and we just thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord, that peace is the potting soil of all revelation. We thank You, Lord, You first say, peace be still, peace be still. And I just thank You. There is no turbulence in heavenly dimensions. There's no turbulence and, and, and 
shaking seated in heavenly places with the Lord. So we just bless you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's a, that's a, that's a powerful key is when you understand pressure, you're going through an exam and you don't pass the exam. It's okay, you'll get the same exam when you're older. Huh. Yeah, don't worry. Very hard to fail all the time. When you're under pressure, the first thing that goes is this. And when you feel like you're gonna go, you gotta hold your tongue. Because what happens is that this is the little rudder that steers the whole ship. <laughs> and you go, really? Yep, really. And so, yeah, so there's, there's a bit going on. So I wanna talk tonight about, um, not pressure. Um, I wanna talk about that with, with outward evidence of uh, ascension is an increase in the anointing. And with, with the, realms, the realm of the Spirit, as it says, by their fruits you shall know them. And uh, 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 I've, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. The Lord spoke that personally to me once. I was completely, I'd burnt my toast. I had just really burnt the midnight oil uh, too much. I was in America and I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, and I was with uh, David Hogan and a bunch of people. Uh, um, and uh, Lord appeared to me. And I'm, going, and I'm sort of like, now, I know none of you get this, ever, ever. It's a thing called imposter syndrome. I'm thinking, look at all these spiritual giants here and then there's me. I'm sitting there like this. I saw the Lord, went to a counter, walked, actually, he walked, huh? And like, come like this. And he's walking towards me. He goes, Todd, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And I'm sort of like, hmm. And <coughs> you know that, that, that yeah, puss in boots? Pussy boots. <laughs> and, and, and I have ordained you to bear fruit and your fruit will remain. So, and wisdom is justified by our children. Um, and so there's outward demonstration of ascension. We, and I'm not gonna go back over, we, we talked for about five or six weeks on ascension. Now we're talking about uh, evidences of it. One of it is increased anointing. Uh, we did talk about the, the, uh, um, the increase in knowledge. And uh, let's, let's, let's go back into that increase of the anointing. Let's go into Isaiah 11, 12. And oh, there's the cloud. All right, I've got to do a better job. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord is, I mean, I love preaching at night, but I hate the lights like they are. They're just it's sort of like, I feel like I'm, someone's in high beam driving right in my direction. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Tonight, I want to talk about the spirit of counsel and might. And um, the word counsel is actually advice. It actually means advice. It's saw, okay? Um, and it's basically advice or by implication plan connected to purpose. So spirit of counsel and might. So we're talking about, we do know Jesus said, uh, uh, um, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons that the Father has said in His authority, but you go into all the nations, uh, uh, Judea, Samaria, uh, out of, uh, parts of the earth. And He says the power, He said the, the, the promise of the Father is power shall come upon you from on high. Now within that, that is explicitly dunamis. But what we're talking about tonight as well is that yes, we are going to talk about that 
I will talk a little bit about this on the back end of tonight, but there are different functions of the Spirit of God because we know from Revelation uh, uh, chapter one is the seven spirits of God or the sevenfold Spirit of God. And here it's enunciated. You pigeon pair uh, Isaiah 11 and Revelation one and you get an amazing picture because God's talking all the time. People go, I can't hear from God. Well, you're tuned to the wrong radio station. Get off of Fresh FM, okay? <laughs> and and start and, and some of these these breakfast radio shows and this has fallen in the ratings or whatever. So sort of like, gosh, I, I can't remember the last time I, I've listened to. I can't even remember the last time I listened to radio. You know, I used to listen to years ago. Uh, I think it was American Rus- Rosso like this, and you'd be driving home, pick out traffic, and you're laughing. You look at the car next to you, and they're laughing at the same thing. <laughs> Instead of like all synced up, um, but sorry. And uh, uh, getting back on, on point is that is that the spirit of counsel and might, and so the, the, the function of the spirit of the Lord is actually quite nuanced. And God's talking all the time, and we've got to be tuned into those heavenly dimensions. And and on, when you're ascended, you know, I've found that when I spend that, I put that time aside with the Lord, I start to. It's like I. I walk into places where I almost overhear things. You know, the way it was put is Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, he eavesdropped on a heavenly conversation. Who will we send? He didn't just come up before them, the Lord says, I've chosen you, I've sent you. There was a conversation where he, God brought him into that, into that throne room setting and said, who will we send? And, I, and I've been in situations where you start to spend time with the Lord and you get dialed right in and there's this talking all the time. To the point, heaven is so loud and there's so much activity, it actually says in Revelation at one point, and there was silence for half an hour. There's so much going on. Uh, thunder, lightning, voices, a sound of many waters, angels, multitudes of angels. 10,000 times 10,000 is not a mathematical equation. It's actually a Hebraic idiom for just countless and so, so there's always that, that we, we've been talking about knowledge, but tonight we're talking about counsel. And I believe, I believe the spirit of counsel is the precursor to the spirit of might, is power. So when people just pray for power, is they're doing it possibly, and you, you know what? God is gracious. Spiritual law is very powerful. You get what you believe. God's plan was to rule Israel theocratically through a prophet and judges. And Israel said, nah, we want to be like every other nation and we want a king. And then Samuel felt rejected. And Lord goes, don't worry, they haven't rejected you. The Lord said to Samuel, they've rejected me. But God always knew they're going to want after a king because Moses prophesied it. So, so this, when you really want something, you'll get it. You'll get I me. Mean, we, we've got to. We've got to. We, we honestly, we have to uh, transcend and graduate from the pea heart syndrome that's dogging this Christian generation. Uh, let me elaborate. I used to play Australian rules. Right now, if I work out, I'm I'm sort of uh, muscular and wiry, but I'm not a unit. 
right? And I'd play football with guys who were units, right? Big guys, sort of like, you know, you're in grade six at school and they've got a Ned Kelly beard and you'd be like, you know, and sort of like. (laughs) And so what would happen is I'd like, uh, uh, I'd go go in hard. I've never done a serious injury like collarbone or, uh, 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 you know, do a knee or anything like that. But I'd go in really hard and, you know, and you have that, you go in hard for the ball and it just, that inertia, that momentum, that just, it just creates a dimension where you don't get hurt as much, it seems. And then there was this, I remember I heard this for the first time. It's like, uh, we had this massive guy on our team, a ruckman, and he was sort of like, he'd pretend to go for the ball. Because when you've got about four people converging on it and it's sort of like, oh, like this. And you go, but you got, you're massive. And someone goes, oh, the guy's a bit of a pea heart. You know, he's so afraid of what's going to happen to him. But the, we're here to play football, not, to, not the play of don't get hurt game. The goal's the football to kick it through those sticks to end up with the highest score. That's the point. Or someone would be playing a final in tennis and the pressure's on and they're up 5-1, first to six, if you know what I mean. 5-1. And all of a sudden it's five two, five three, five four. What happened? And they all of a sudden start double folding and like this. I go, wow! And they lose seven five. Go, what happened to them? They pulled a heart muscle. Is that is that we have to seriously? That old fashioned. There's the power of persistence. The power of just going, yep, like this. Getting the word of the Lord and then holding a line in spite of everything going the opposite. You start praying for something. Usually everything will go the opposite. And then you've got to go through pressure. And because we've got so, so much worldly information coming to us, our, our focus is, 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 is fractionalised. And we've got to get back to ancient paths of what it is to wait on the Lord. What it is to go, this is what He said, I'm going to praise Him for it. It doesn't make any sense. But man should not live by bread alone. Uber Eats. Uh, apps. Convenience. More information, more opinions, ideology and philosophy and pseudoscience, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, with the, so there's a place of, ju- of just persistence. We have to transcend that. And we're talking about, we're talking about the spirit of counsel as the precursor for, doing, for the spirit of might to fulfil the will of God. Now, so you have, so God will actually, if he, you pray something that's slightly outside of your wheelhouse and you persist, you'll still get it. You'll still get it. If you get people go, I want the power of God. And maybe the Holy Spirit cautioned them saying you can have it, but your life, your wineskin can't handle what I want to pour in there. Now, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I'm none of this, you know, I'm not ready to be used by God and then all of a sudden, you know, in a sense, we're never completely ready, all right? I think I wanna just wait, just balances, okay? But when you've got people who just completely, I want the power and the amount of times we've seen people refuse the spirit of counsel and go purely after might and we go, why are they going after might only? Because the spirit of counsel actually delineates, outlines and articulates the will of God. And then might gets it done. As opposed to just power and just sitting around just vibrating in front of the television and it's all of a sudden your kids go slain in the spirit in the house. And I've been like, I've honestly, I've, I've touched dimensions where, where people get slain in the spirit just walking in my house. Okay? Uh, and that's all fine. And it's like, I, I find that, that, that this is, this is me, I'm just telling you this anecdotally. 
I've seen the power of God move in and through my life, but you get it through a sacrificial way of living. And I've, I've seen it more in a pulse than a constant. You go, well, that's not what the Bible other will show me. You, give, you, you, you let me you show your example. Because it's, it's a sacrificial way of living. Okay, and so and so and that's and that's good. I'm not saying I'm not saying we just need the power of God seasonally. I'm saying that we need to know God's ways so we can so we can actually be a vessel fit for the Master's use, a vessel of honour. So I believe getting back, I'm getting sort of going down all these rabbit trails. It's a spirit of counsel and might. We need counsel so we can so we can get experience God's might, and you could say in a, in a sense grace to fulfil the counsel. So when we start to go after power for power's sake, we miss the point. What we want to, and this is why we're always talking about scrolls or books. To Hebrews 10.7, can we put that up please? This is about Jesus, Hebrews 10.7. Then I said, this is a quote from Psalms, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book or the scroll. It is written of me to do your will, O God. So counsel is always in the context of the will of God. Of the will of God. If, if, if you say, can I do live life outside of the will of God? You can, but you're asking the wrong questions. You don't want a, you don't want a PhD in how to rebel. You don't want a PhD in partial obedience or deferred obedience. You actually want that in obedience. It says be innocent and evil, but, 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 but wise in, 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 the, in the things of God. So, so counsel is, wow, it's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal. And I believe... Um, I believe my wife, my wife carries a spirit of counsel. I remember um, um, years ago we were having an eldership meeting, and um, I was just we were, there was an issue that that was quite nuanced, and it, it was no there's no binary answer. You know, God appeared to Solomon in a dream and he says, "Give me a discerning heart." Give me wisdom. Give me a discerning heart. I might be able to judge properly your people. And that is ad- administrate heavenly justice, heavenly righteousness. That's what judgment means in that biblical context. Not sort of like sitting on his throne made of, you know, a couple of lions, gold front, you know, letting out thunderbolts. Not, that's not judgment. It's actually being able to discern, you know, like I said, the, the, when the two, two women fought over the baby, you know. <laughs> I mean, just Johnny on the spot, absolute genius. And so, it, it, and so we, we'll be kicking an issue around and going, oh, oh. and then Rachel will just go, I think, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, yeah, we'll go with that. All right, so. Because you, 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 you have to go, you have to, is there wiggle room? Then you've got to shake it and test it and look at it and go, oh, that's counsel. So spirit of counsel is indispensable to actually connect it to doing the will of God. And I believe in this day and age, I think, woo, flash, okay. In this day and age, a lost art in much of the body is an issue called divine guidance. Divine guidance. And so, look, I think it's great. There was a season where, you know, the in vogue thing like purity rings was in vogue, maybe silly somewhere. Um, but you've got, uh, uh, what would Jesus do? Wristbands. You know, that's great. If you're sort of like, you know, got a bit of an impulse issue, really, really hungry, gun in my hand, walk into a bank, what would Jesus do? No, I won't rob it. Okay. But what happens is rather than just doing the generic 
you know, good Samaritan all the time, is the will of God is a lot more nuanced because it's connected to, He has pre-prepared works for us to walk in. So it's so a divine guidance, where shall I live? Do you think there's gonna be a slight difference in living in Pensacola, Florida, early uh, mid nineteen nineties, to uh, living in uh, you know Moscow, Moscow, Russia? You go, well, I'm a Christian, same God everywhere. It doesn't work like that. Is that God pre-prepares works for us to walk in? So we need counsel. We need counsel. It's actually a lost art, is that divine guidance? Because when God leads you, it says the sons of God, mature sons. You had the word huios, right? And that actually means, so the word, one of the words for sons, okay, one of the words for sons is technon. And technon has the implication that you need babysitting. But then when you progress from that and you show maturity and ballast and you've navigated pressure and made right decisions, you get to oversee the inheritance or the household because of your double portion. And so the the mature sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. There were times where where Paul went to go, I'm gonna preach the Gospel everywhere, we're gonna go over here. And there'd be a vision in the night. And there's a time where they said, the Holy Spirit forbid us. They went to sort of like, yeah, signs and wonders, we're gonna, and the Holy Spirit forbade him. So we need that, we need that to be led specifically. And I haven't got this up, don't worry about putting the Scripture up, but I just love, I'm gonna read this. Um, we have the Holy Ghost. He lives on the inside of us. But they did way much more with much less in the Old Testament. Case in point, King David. He knew how to inquire of the Lord. He would do nothing until he get God's counsel. Nothing. And so... We have here, the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of uh, uh, Rephaim. (laughs) There you go. That is a giant problem. And so David inquired of the Lord and said, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And uh, uh, um, and I've cut a little bit out for time's sake. And the Lord said to David, go up for I will will deliver the Philippines into your hand. Then the uh, Philippines... Then the Philippines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord and he said, you shall not go up and circle behind them. So, okay, here's the key point. David inquired of the Lord and God said, you will not go up, circle around behind them come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. So basically, don't come up against it, go around circle and then wait in the mulberry trees. Then it's hold, you know, freedom, all that sort of deal, right? And it should be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him and he drove back the Philistines from Geba, as far as Giza. <laughs> so you have, rather than just go out and, you know, drummer boy out front, you know, shofar, all that sort of stuff. When they, when they did things on a formulaic level in the Old Testament, more often than not, they got defeated. But when they inquired of the Lord, God would give them a strategy that usually wasn't cookie cutter. 
So they had to go around them and they had to wait, the mulberry trees, and wait till they could hear the sounds of angels marching before them. David inquired, the more responsibility you carry, the bigger the implications of your ability to inquire from the Lord and hear. If you're a father and a husband, your decisions affect someone else. <laughs> That's why the subject of divine guidance makes people so nervous. Because there's implications. You have to cultivate that intimacy with God to hear from Him and know that you know. And then people, they go, I don't, I'm not confident to hear God's voice, so I won't move. And then out of fear, everything stalls for decades. See, we need to know what the Spirit of counsel is. Can someone say Amen? We need to know what counsel is because it leads into might. Here we have, like with David, it's a very, very, very physical, concrete, visceral example. It's, 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 if, if, if one can slay a thousand, you literally, you'd have a man going forth in battle and the angel of the Lord working with each individual soldier they weren't sort of like, you know, hectically ninja trained and, uh, uh, you know, sort of like, you know, with, you've got Genghis Khan's peeps. They were great, you know, uh, 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 marksmen, the, the arrows on the back of the horse, all that. What happened is this, is they went on the counsel of God and God went before them and probably angels went chunk, 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 chunk. And by the time David's men got to them, they're like this. Because of the counsel of the Lord and you have a spirit of might following the spirit of counsel. So when we get consumed with the will of God and we have an inquiring heart, then we qualify for might. Whereas what happens without wisdom, understanding and counsel, we just want power. And if we're not properly grounded, that electrical current will blow us up. And I think that, that, that I'm journeying and I'm growing and I've seen the power of God. But there's like, you've, you've got to, I'm not trying to talk people off the ledge by any means, but you've got some people like, like John G. Lake, amazing. But their families didn't prosper at one stage because they're just like, it's like being related to a lightning bulb. You know, sit down, have family time. No, I've got to go out and win the last. But that power's available. So rather than going, oh, let's not go for the power. No, 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 no. Wrong premise. Let's go after the spirit of counsel. Let's go after understanding and wisdom because we need the power of God, but we can't just out of context. It's like giving a bazooka to a toddler. You know, and just the, the kickback will hurt you. But we can't, so we've got to pair them up with spirit of counsel and might. And we're talking about the subject of divine guidance. And so I have found the greatest blessing that I've experienced has been on the other side of hearing God and obeying Him. I found that. So, um, so that that spirit of counsel. Now, I've got an inquiring heart, and you you know, you get some people and they don't inquire of the Lord, and they're the same for years. That drives me nuts. You got to grow in knowledge, grow in anointing, uh, frequent flyer points, hanging with God. You know, I, I, I look, I, I use this to my advantage. I am stimulation driven. I'm vision driven and stimulation driven. Uh, like, like I don't need anyone going, are you growing? Like, like I'm just so hungry. I'm so hungry. I don't need people checking in on me per se because it's like I get to something and I, I just, 
I, I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed with the Lord. I'll, I'll be honest. And, I, and then so, and that's actually a biblical paradigm. That's actually not sort of like, you know, some sort of special gift or anything like that. But I, <clears throat> I remember when I was, uh, oh gosh, how old was I? I was in my 30s. It's about a thousand years ago. Um, and so I, uh, I left a church that was probably about seven, eight hundred strong. And uh, I connected with Adam and uh, Charlotte. We were, we were in uh, uh, the Heights and I was at that church and I'm thinking, and it wasn't really, wasn't, wasn't a pumping church at that stage. And I'm thinking, look, you know, I was going, the Word of the Lord was, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So I was like, you know, <laughs> I wasn't that bad. I've never been that sort of guy, to be honest. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm said to the guys, look, it's been great coming to this church for the last few months. Time for me to move on. Uh, <coughs> time to find a wife. Uh, um, and, uh, um, and then all of a sudden, like we're, we're worshipping. And then this is like the old, they don't have, didn't have data projectors back then. They had overhead transparencies. You know, when someone puts it on backwards and all of a sudden, you know, I see the Lord. I see the Lord, you know, and all of a sudden you start going to Marty Feldman land. And anyway, and so, um, so they put up this one and, and, it's, and it goes, I, uh, I know where I belong. I'm a living stone in this house. I will grow. And I'm, that, that, I literally, <laughs> the words came off the screen. I literally, literally like saw the words come off the screen. I know where I belong. I'm a living stone in this house. This house, I will grow. Mm. <laughs> so I was talking, and then that was going to be my last day. Like this, because I'm like, I didn't like the scenery. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I did it. I did it. Anyway, <laughs> easy to leave when it's like that. <laughs> no sacrifice. <laughs> Load the bar. I'm going to Jerusalem. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and then I heard the Lord say, if I ask you to stay here longer, would you stay longer? And I'm sort of like, and I, I must look really stale. Because worship, oh no, well, I'm sort of, it's some sort of like, and then Adam goes, you okay, bro? And I go, no. This isn't a worship, this is a quote. I said, I'm really struggling. Oh, like this. And then, because <laughs> I mean, now, you know, I'm sort of like, you know, being pulled into the Spirit by the lock of my hair. Like. And then the Lord said, if you stay here, I'll bless you. <sighs> Serious, right? And, uh, and then I went to a vision I went to a vision and I saw the church packed and me on stage. Then the Lord said, He said, look, I'll get you out of debt because I was in debt. I'll bless you financially and, and you know how you're going to find a wife, I'll bring one to you. And I, I was sort of like. <laughs> Can you repeat that? <laughs> Can I have that with fries? Anyway, <laughs> that's what happened. Spirit of counsel came to me. 
Spirit of counsel came to me. And, 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 and I went, okay. <laughs> so, so then what happened not long after that, uh, my tennis business uh, coaching was, was booming. And um, it, it was like, God was blessing it. And I loved coaching tennis. I was coaching tennis and self-funding myself crusades. I was in constant missions trips. It was amazing. I loved it. And then we, if I asked you to stay here longer, would you stay here? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I can continue to coach tennis and, you know, and do missions trips like this. And then um, I got approached by the, the, the senior pastor saying, hey, we want to put you on staff. And I'm like, well, uh, can I keep my business? Can I go on staff? He goes, no, no, no. We need a youth pastor and we need a worship pastor. And I'm like, I'm sort of like... And what happened was that Spirit of Divine Guidance is I was living in a, re, a really nice area called Beaumont, sharing with a couple of other guys. And like what happened was, um, is, is that we were coming up to renew our lease and the owner said, we're really happy with you guys. You keep the place clean, you know, da, 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 da. And I'm thinking, wow, he doesn't see the bad days. Anyway, so, so he, he says, yep, seems just gonna be a formality. We'll sign off on it next week. So what happened was, this, the, the senior lady said, would you, would you, I'd like you to be on staff, I want you to do the worship and the youth. And I tried to negotiate part-time terms because not full-time. And I'm like, mm. anyway, so, so I went, brought it before the Lord. I said, Lord, speak to me. And because I went after Spirit of Counsel. I went after Spirit of Counsel. Speak to me, Lord. And really, and, and you know, you, like, like we do, we sometimes, we sort of, sometimes, Lord, just, if you could just... Speak to me. Whatever you say, I'll do. I'm not holding anything in my heart. No idols. Nothing in the basement. Nothing in the back of the backyard amongst the weeds, Lord. You know my heart. He goes, yes, I do. Anyway, and so, and, <laughs> and so, so what happened, the very next day, the agent rang us, uh, the uh, landlord rang us back and says, sorry, we've just decided to sell the house. You're gonna have to get out in two weeks. And I'm like, and so I ended up moving across town and, and what happened was this, is that someone asking me, now I don't know much more now, right? But um, someone, for a senior leader to ask me to become the worship pastor. You gotta understand, I knew maybe three chords, so, like, 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 you know, music is a very specialised area. Now I've got, I can, I can, I can hit a pitch and I've got a decent ear and I know how to run a meeting. But all of a sudden you've got this sort of like, you know, over here you've got Liberace. I wish my brother George was here. You know, and, and, and all this sort of stuff. And, and you got, you know, uh, Tommy Emmanuel on the guitar. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know, tuning my guitar. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm, it's like worship pastor. That was almost humiliation. But it was the spirit of counsel. What happened was, and there was, there was maybe six, six, seven youth. And so after a period of only a few months, that spirit of might came upon the spirit of counsel. So the worship team exploded to the point of being maybe a dozen. It went up to about a team of about 40. And about six, and, and God, God just worked through the worship. Because spirit of might, Spirit of my, when you go, oh, I can't do this. And Lord says, well, maybe you're behind scroll and we're gonna catch you up. And so I'm like, all right. And, 
And then the, the, the youth group, I think all up on the books, we probably end up having 60 or 70 in a period of few months. So uh, the Spirit of counsel, but we have to seek it. We have to hunger after God's counsel. It says it's the Lord's counsel that will stand. And so it's the precursor to might. And so we, we saw the power of God. We'd see demons come out in meetings and, and kids touched with the, we, we, we went to a school and these kids, man, they were like rough as guts. And so not only do we have the church youth group, I had an outreach at the local school. Oh my gosh. And it's like these kids, man, they, they, I learned new swear words, seriously. And kids got saved and stuff. And I'm like, what are you going to call this youth group? Gonna, uh, we called it the zoo. <laughs> it's called the youth group, it's called the zoo. You coming to the zoo tonight? <laughs> Serious. Anyway, <laughs> God really blessed it. And so, so, uh, um, so, so when I was on staff, and then I actually put in my resignation, I thought, look, um, it just, I started wearing someone else's armour. I said, you have to wear your own armour, what God shows you. And don't just use it as a ruse to be a bludger. I'm just gonna wear my armour. What's your armour? Sitting on the couch and being afraid of everything. No, serious. I have to wear my armour. And I started wearing someone else's armour. And what happened was, is that, is that I, would, I would stay home in the mornings and I would seek God and God would bring the people in. I knew how to move things in the realm of the Spirit. And so, so then I quit. Put in my notice, I about three months' notice, and as soon as uh, uh, um, that I, I, I resigned, I had a full encounter about this church, Spirit of Council. You just don't willy-nilly plant churches in Adelaide. You usually, you just no, you just don't. You usually need about ten layers of counselling. Good for you. We're right behind you, right? You just don't go. Why did you plant the church? Got the word of the Lord. That much support, and that's not a love heart, by the way. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's an abyss. <laughs> and so, so this is the power of the Spirit of Council. So I got the Spirit of Council to plant the church. And it's like, like, like I, I'd say more often than not, when I get a Spirit of Council, it's sort of like, it, it's, 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 it's a little bit like the Lord. It's like, I'm a cat and the Lord's rubbing me up the wrong way. Self likes them, and, but but you but but that's just my flesh, my my, my you know, and, and, and so so that's how it happened here. It's a spirit of counsel. You go after the counsel, <clears throat> and then God, you, you go, Lord, what's your will? Because once you once see for me, everything I do, what is the word of the Lord? Now, what I've learnt recently, I would say in regards to the spirit of counsel, is. I've learned to have to trust in signs and that's just not my usual. I go with the peace of God. I get the, I get the Word of the Lord and it, it's not just like a, a bird that flies over your head and you watch it and then it goes and goes, well, what was that about? So she sits on the inside of you. It resides. Sometimes it's still small voice. Sometimes it's quick and sometimes it's vision. Sometimes it's very powerful. Well, sometimes we always look for the spectacular and miss the supernatural. For me, Munta was nearly all external. I had to trust on external. I had to seek counsel based on signs because the devil can manufacture signs. You got some bozo walk off the street saying, I think you're my wife, you know. <laughs> Seriously. And you go, well, this must be God. Seriously. 
The devil can orchestrate that stuff. So in regards to external signs, right, is that, is that, oh, like, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, white horse bell, moon turn to field street, pretty hectic. But what got me was this, studying the history of revival in South Australia. That's what got me. So, so, so external signs for me that I find that tenuous, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning to, to, to lean into that. If I can see God's clearly, um, clearly, leading me in that direction. But, but it's, it's something I've had to really, really lean into, that spirit of counsel. And so um, let's do John 16, 13. We're talking about spirit of counsel. John 16, 13. And it says, However, when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will tell you of things to come. So the Spirit of Truth will guide us. And so it's, I, I think that we actually have to understand that the Spirit of God lives inside of us. And we say, Holy Spirit, I need to know. Uh, one of the things Christina, uh, um, I reckon maybe three years ago, four years ago, she, was, she did, a, I don't know, she, you shared it in the staff room or uh, when she was pre- preaching. Um, but just, you get that raw, raw gutsy just before the Lord just going God show me what I need to know that's a spirit that's inquiring a spirit of counsel and, and, and don't just think God God can tell you anything anytime but he's trying to engage us with protocols of wisdom and glory you ask not because you, you have not because you ask not so, so so we need to inquire Lord show me what I need to know and so so the spirit of God leads us I would say that um, I would say that by default, if there's an opportunity for me to go on a missions trip or a crusade or something of that nature, my default usually is to go. That's my default. And so I start to posture because, because as we'll, we'll, we'll talk about very soon, is that God's not going to anoint you with glory to watch telly. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He wants me to feel good and have goosebumps. So we're called to be walk in wholeness and be healed. But then there's a mantle for service. And it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the good news. And the more you lean into the will of God, the more you access grace because obedience and faith access grace. As opposed to, I'm in grace, you know, and it's a static reality. And it's like, so, so, so my, that's my default. So I had, I had, Put my name down, even paid the ticket to go on a missions trip. Myself and Daryl did. Very excited. Massive meetings of thousands. I knew there's going to be explosion of miracles. And and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And so and so, but it was always, Lord, speak to us, you know. You just The Lord spoke to Joshua, said, be of courage and of good strength. You're, you're, you're succeeding Moses. He said, meditate in my word and let, let always speak my word and then you'll have good success and you'll prosper. And so what happens, he's, he inquired of the Lord regarding Jericho and Jericho was a fortified city. And he went, Lord, I need your counsel. And he says, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go around there seven days by the trumpet, the walls will come down. That was a spirit of counsel. The next one was a smaller city called I. AI, I. And they went, we got this. 
you know, judged according to the eye. Didn't seek counsel, didn't know that the, uh, Achan had, uh, uh, you know, he'd stole stuff and hidden under his tent, etc. So if he went for the spirit of counsel, he said, nah, we got this. And then they got radically defeated by a much smaller entity. So I'm going on this missions trip, it's gonna be amazing, yeah. And I said, Lord, just speak to us. And, and it's, you know what's really hard is that there's something come out that you really wanna do. And God, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me for your servant listeneth. Speak to thy servant, Lordeth. And so I said, all right, Lord, you know, but almost a bit of a tick box. <laughs> India, yeah, tick. All right, yeah, so India anyway. So anyway, one of, uh, Belinda had a dream and she saw like um, a giant sort of like a rubber mat on the ocean. And it was like, it was sort of like going like this and, and it was the edges were going into the water and she said, and the Lord said, the platform of this whole situation is nowhere near as stable as you think it is. And I went, what did you say? <laughs> and I'm sort of like, oh, it's a bit of a, you know, bit of a caution, but just gonna treat that like a bit of a speed hump. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Just a speed hump. That didn't fit in with my confirmation bias. Anyway, then a week and a half to two weeks to go, talking, negotiating. And then, now I'm just, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I literally, I woke up one morning and God gives me a song. And it wasn't like, dun, 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 dun. it wasn't that. It was, the Lord spoke to me. Can you believe God, God spoke to me through a song written and sung by Casey and the Sunshine Band? And it wasn't Shaky Booty, no, right? <laughs> shank, 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 right? Oh, we're gonna have a dance ministry over there, Lord. And so, no. He, 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 there was a song that goes, please don't go, don't go. Who knows, who's heard that song? You can hear this song, please don't go. And I, I went to Darren and I went, Oh, there's two strikes. <laughs> like this, and I went, I heard, he goes, I heard the same song today. And we're like. <laughs> and, and, and so we cancelled and I've never done that ever. But it was a spirit of counsel and what happened, won't go into detail, but it was a disastrous trip. And, and then when I was in, back in Australia, um, I had this thing that was really fun, really fun, it's called kidney stones. Who's ever had kidney stones? No one? No, really? Have I really taken one for the team? You have? Ghost, ah, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the goal! Anyway, so. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I would have had that in India. And you just, you, you feel like you're dying. It's, it's, it's hectic. So, oh, Mr. Weatherly, it is a really big stone. It's not there, you know, it's not great. It's what people think, it's a beautiful coloured pebble passing through your urinary tract. No, it's like a ball of fish hooks with teeth. Ah! And it's like all the way down. <laughs> like a ball of fish hooks. <laughs> and his strength drained from him. <laughs> Can you imagine going through that after a hot curry line? Serious. (laughs) 
Oh, I, would, I, I wouldn't wish it on my enemy. Serious, serious, so bad, it's so bad. <laughs> Kidney stones. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so, so your spirit of counsel. Sometimes it'll be stop, you know, but this is important. Put up the next one from Proverbs, please. It's really, really important. This is actually foundation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Is that, I, I think I just put that one, yep. And all your ways, you can't get that image out of your head, can you? No, it is, it's like a ball of fish hooks. It was that bad. When you, you, you wake up and it's the middle of winter and you're lying in your underwear on the bathroom floor. <laughs> like this, it's like, why are you doing that? Um, so I thought my appendix had burst. Seriously, it was hectic. So, and yeah, you just, you wonder why you feel like you're dying, but yeah, it is like a ball of food. Is, or, or a little collection of fire ants nibbling at your insides, <laughs> like this. And just like I was completely out of my mind. So anyway, um, all right. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. So there's something about constantly, especially with guidance, divine guidance, is you bring it to the Lord. You bring it to the Lord. Now, when I was younger, I wasn't sure if I trusted God. I believed it for my salvation, but not necessarily with my life. I actually hear these crazy stories. I hear these stories where God go, you know, <laughs> like someone be somewhere and God, and God showed me my wife and my husband and it wasn't, yeah, it was a bit like. You hear these stories, but I married them anyway. And you know, and I'm going, I'm going, I don't want that. What about falling in love? What do you think, what what think about attraction? You know, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> that sort of stuff, though, I grew up listening to that stuff. And so sort of like, I want to get to heaven, I want to win souls, but can I trust God with the things that mean a lot to me? Now, now at the moment people are like, oh, of course you can. So no, 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 not here, here. And this is what I found, is that God's plan for me, or ways for me, oh my gosh, it's so superior to what I could do for myself. Spirit of counsel creates the doorways and the pathways into that place. And you know, uh, 53 now, and I, like from things like Munta to beyond, like people, you get these people go, I know what my life calling is, and yeah, the big picture generic stuff, yep. I'm just shocked how Spirit of counsel opens other dimensions to your book. I'm shocked. Like, I'm like, it's way better than I could imagine. And so I constantly uh, am deferring to Him and saying, okay, Lord, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I need to know. And you, you, it's that spirit of counsel. Gosh, you just save a world of pain. So when we were looking for another premises, now at the moment, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm gonna have to, we're, we're, we're not selling this building and I've said that, and I've said that completely, okay? And if I say it, I mean it. And, and, and this is a peg in the ground. But we need another miracle because we're going to need a bigger building. Our services get packed. All right? No, you don't want it. You want to be packed? Okay, stay packed. All right? We could put maybe more, three more rows. I can sit on your lap while I prophesy. Um, so, <laughs> how was your day? <laughs> Sorry about the BO. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. Yours, not mine. No. So, <laughs> so, so we were, we were 
So, um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we're, we're seeking God and, and we're, we're like, all of a sudden, um, there's this church at the corner of Port Rush and um, not church building, owned by the Russian club or something like that, a corner of uh, Port Rush and Parade. And we're like, oh my gosh. And it says, Lise, what a location now to move from Modbury to, you know, I, I think Kim Farnick told me this. Um, he said, no sort of supernatural prophetic church has ever prospered in the eastern, eastern uh, suburbs of Adelaide because it's got the highest concentration of Masonic lodges amongst many other things. No church has prospered in the gate here, okay? And so when it came up like this, I'm like, um, uh, uh, Daryl found it, so all this sequence of events and I was excited, but then we went in to sign the lease, right? Before we went to sign the lease, I inquired of the Lord, now, this is why we need wisdom. We need wisdom and understanding. Understanding decodes heaven's language. So you get data. So data is the knowledge, but wisdom and understanding interprets it. Because we get these dreams and they keys, but, but if, if, we, if we have wisdom and understanding, we can act on it. But if we don't, we still get the knowledge, but then down the track it comes to pass and you, can, you interpret it in hindsight. We want to do it in real time. That's why, Lord, with all of you getting good understanding, wisdom is a principal thing, you know. And, and, and so I said, Lord, do you want us to have the building? And I was inquiring because it, it was radical to move from Modbury to the eastern gate of the city. And the Lord clearly said to me, it's not, and I said this publicly, it's not about the building, it's about the territory. I'm like, oh, and I said that publicly. And so we went in to sign the lease on the building on the corner of Port Rush and uh, um, the parade, we went in to sign it. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I don't know, but the, 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 it's like the principality over the city came to me and I wasn't built up for it. Literally, people go, what's that like? Not good. <laughs> Not good. It's like, I don't know, I don't, I don't, how can I put it? I woke up feeling incredible pressure and intimidation. I, I was just like a bit overwhelmed. I felt like God hated my liver, you know? Waking up, you know? And it's like the, well, demons, demons eclipse the light of heaven and then they make you feel like it's God, not you, like you're condemned or whatever. I woke up, I feel like this. And, and so we signed our part of the lease. And I go pick up Daryl, uh, well, to go and sign it to, in the law firm, I go pick up Daryl and then I, um, we're going to see Rachel. Drive there like this. And I've got this principality going, <coughs> and I'm sort of, yeah, I'm a bit, it felt like I was outside of my pay grade, to be honest. And uh, then um, he gets in the car and he goes, Are you all right? I go, No, let's go. <laughs> so, because I'm very, very straightforward. I said, No, no, I don't know. I just, at the moment, it's just like I'm starting demons in my face. So. <laughs> Drive in there. As soon as I get in the office, Rachel looks at me. Are you okay? No, let's sign. All right. That's honestly what happened. And so we signed off. And then what took place was, this is incredible. It was the Spirit of Council. He said, it's not, about, it's not about the building, it's about the territory. So we're about to go to Peru on a missions trip. We'd signed off ours. 
the re- it was sent to the real estate agent and they were going to get the other party to sign off and that would be something like three years, locked in for three years. But amazing location, oh, parade. So we go to the, uh, uh, we go to the, uh, uh, the, up the block to do the camp and I had, Daryl and I had simultaneously probably the worst two dreams or encounters of our lives. And he got, he got approached by uh, like a school of, of not just witches, but like warlocks and all this sort of stuff. And we're talking, it's like the veil lifted up about in the Eastern, Eastern Gate and he was freaked out. What happened to me is I was sleeping in the, in the for those who've been up the block, there's a row of cabins and I was sleeping in the end one. And what happened as I was in that trance phase and I, I was like, but I knew I was back in the Eastern Gate and, and someone and, and, and a giant was walking on the, um, it's got a, a veranda area that's got like a, you know, timber floor. And he's like, and, and the, whole, the whole building was going, and like almost like the, the door's about, uh, I don't know, seven foot high. And it's like it almost had to get on its knees to go, it's a giant coming after me and the door was like coming in like this. And I'm just, because you go, in the spirit realm, it's not just, it's not just a physical being, that coming out of them is a realm of, of, of yuck. You know, there's a, and, and sort of like, wake up and full dr- adrenaline, like what the heck? And then what happened was, the Lord said, it's not about the building, it's about the territory. We flew out to Peru. I had a vision of Moses dropping the hands, come back and Rachel just said, um, they've reneged on the deal. They don't, wanna, they don't wanna sign off on it. And we're like, what the heck? Like this. And then, and then we had a series of events that happened, really, really uh, hardcore. And then I think Susie uh, gave uh, Belinda a, um, a, uh, a f- uh, uh, you know when you're having an, an orchid moment? Um, orchid, okay, a flower. And uh, so what happened is that she, she was in a, in a little pot and, you know, so what do you have, what, what, what does an orchid look like when it's not in bloom? It looks like a stick. So Susie gave this stick to Belinda. She goes, condolences, here's the stick. Like this. And, and, and potentially he's going to have a bit of white on the end of it, but it's a stick. And so... What happened was, I think about seven or eight or nine months passed, and the, then all of a sudden, phew, the, 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 the flower came out, it was beautiful. And, and then uh, uh, um, uh, I think Brent and Grace found this on real estate, and then we came and looked for it, and we were the first pe- people to look at it. And it, we, we, there was supernatural grace for us to purchase this. And then the word of the Lord came to pass it's not about the building, it's about the territory. So we went sort of like, you know, move heaven and earth. We sort of like, we held it loosely, but it's a spirit of counsel. And since then, so this is why when you cultivate that time with the Lord and He speaks to you, the blessing is when you go after counsel. It's not just the generics. Now, I'm, I'm not saying uh, live like the devil until you get the, the spirit of counsel. Live the generics. Walk with the Lord. Meditate in Scripture. Hang out with the Holy Ghost. There's a science that suddenly is. You've got to build Whenever you're building, I remember I've, I've built a few structures with my dad, uh, you know, predominantly pergolas, and you put it together, and it's like the pergolas like this, and you go, "This is a joke. This is going to be like, you know, I'm going to be praising, you know, my kids will be praising God, and my life will be like Job, you know." <laughs> and like, like, but what happens with building is you just there's, there'll be one day you're going, I don't know if this is stable enough. 
And you just put in just enough timber and connect it and so, make it, and it's, oh, it's like it's completely different. Like you hit critical mass or tipping point in some sort of, on an engineering physics level. So it is what it is. And so uh, then none of them have fallen on us yet. So, okay. All right. Oh yes, Ephesians 3.16. You guys doing okay? Okay, Ephesians 3.16. And we're gonna start to, now we're gonna talk about counsel and might together. Counsel and might together. So Ephesians 3.16 says that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. And so there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a difference. It's not just... I will clothe you with power and you'll minister. We're talking about increasing the anointing and there's anointing to do crusades and street witness and pray for the sick. It says be ready in season and out of season. Okay, you know, God, God tends to... <laughs> I'm just so convinced that one of the, the most major thing is for Him, for us to be conformed to the image of Jesus with our character, our everything. And so quite often like there'll be times where you are so like, you know, like, I do not want to be used now. Then God brings someone along. You know, you just, you, you pull up stumps for the night and it's sort of like, oh. And then, and then you just, you step out and it's like, God, God will use you. I'll tell you what, here's a little secret. God will use you most powerfully with the people you like the least. <laughs> He's like, we pray for our family, we pray for our family. So I'm like, oh, that's a bit slow. And so I'm like, oh, someone comes over here. Oh, here we go. Oh, what happened? And so, and so what happens is there's this sense of this continual, you know, it's, it's sort of like, it's like a tree blowing in the wind. It's sort of like slight fractures and it comes back and it heals stronger. The trunk gets thicker, okay? And there's something about that, but, but filled, with, filled with might in the inner man, the dunamis of God comes on the inside of you. And that looks like a whole bunch of things, because what happened was I told you I woke up. I had giants in my, my giants in my house. Like I can't, you know, I'm Jack, and but there's no beanstalk, you know. <laughs> full on, this is full on. I, like I, 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 you know. But what's happened now is that I've got bigger than the giants. I've got bigger than the giants because I've allowed God to. To, 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 to slight tears and fractures heal bigger, tears and fractures heal bigger. But when you don't go through pressure, you know, and you can't carry any weight. So, so I won't say who, because it's not, not necessarily appropriate, but I had a very, very famous supernatural ministry and they appeared to me in a dream about 10 years ago. And I was with this person and... Uh, there's all these people, it was a beautiful setting, it was an outdoor picnic table and there was like some big gathering, I can't remember. And it wasn't here, it was over, over in another country. It's visceral. Sitting down and he, and he looks me in the eye and he goes, he goes, do you wanna come back to my place and we'll hang out there, just a few of us? I can't remember if it was a few of us or just me and him, I can't remember, okay? Um, he says, sure, he goes, my car's over the road. Just follow me in your car and I'll meet you at my place. Sure. So then I'm getting in my car and this encounter and I can see this person taking off and I'm driving and I can't believe how fast their car's going. They turn left and I'm like, oh, I better, ah. and then as they kept turning corners, I could just see the back of their car. I'm going, I can't believe how fast this person is driving. It freaked me out. Come out of it, I mean, I, they lost me. 
right? And I'm like, what was that about? And the Lord's saying, he said, you're not ready yet. He said, he said, you're not ready to carry weight and run and mount up on wings of eagles. You're still doing it in your own strength. Because, it, because when you're navigating different dimensions, especially on ascension level, you get some people, like, like, like again, I mean, it's easier for, to boast if someone's not here, but like say my wife, is it, is it like running a, a, a thriving internship program in worship? So what does she do on a day off? She runs a law firm, you know, and our kids are homeschooled. And what happens, that's not just, don't, don't think of it as, as, a, as wake up at five or six and then do a bit and then this, and then, uh, uh, um, then we go through the motions. It comes with weight that takes energy, but not just natural energy, supernatural energy, it's called grace. And then carry, what happens if people let her down? What happens if people face plants? What happens if people like this? And then, she, then you've got all the variables within those, those mini crises. And so she knows how to run fast, but you have to build up to that and step into that grace. Then what happened was this, because we're talking about the spirit of might. So this person 10 years ago, and I'm going, Whoa, I, and this person, I'm again, looking at ministry, they're not sort of a hyped up personality, but they move in the miraculous, and they move in the power, and they've got a lot of responsibility. And in the spirit of the Lord showed me how incredibly fast they are. You can't, just because someone's not hyperactive and look, you know, talk like they're a chihuahua on triple espresso, you know? It's sort of like they, 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 the, 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 what they're doing is incredible. But then I had a dream uh, a while ago that that person and I were walking together. And that, that what happened is, is, is I learned to allow the spirit of might to come and infuse my inner being. And that comes over time. Because I can't, you know, uh, 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 I constantly like, one of the things, uh, um, before the stuff happened to me, hernia and all that sort of stuff, the word of the Lord came to me and said, Todd, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you to a place where you can't consider your feelings. Can't consider your feelings. And I knew a lot of things were gonna happen I didn't like, but it's like, <laughs> oh, this is great, this is great. This is a quote from my dad, all right, Alan. Got the new house, uh, got the swimming pool and just, on the other property, sort of on the footpath, is a giant tree, and it's, and, and it's a whopper, okay? And it's a gum tree, and gum trees are messy. And so, what would happen is that, like a gully, when the, so the, the, the bark just starts to peel, and you get the, especially in heat, and then the gully ones that come through, and it's almost like a ticker tape parade, and land in the pool. And I get up in the morning and sometimes almost it's like I can walk on water. There's so much bark on the surface. And I'm out there doing this, like this. And I go, <laughs> I go, and my dad's there, you know, he's got his coughing like this. And I go to dad, I go, flipping heck, so much bark. Like it's never ending. So it's like, it's almost like the <coughs> there's a homing device on this pool from that tree. Like, like this. And they come up, you know, and they're cleaning the filter like this. And dad goes, I suppose all you can really do is complain. <laughs> and, and so, so what happens is that there's things that happen to you and you complain and you reinforce it. You reinforce it. Please. So, 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 so two things, two things. God is compassionate. Compassion, he's compassionate. Oh my gosh, but never have self-pity and never try and elicit pity. Because when you try and elicit pity, it's coming from a place of self-pity. 
Could you feel how I feel about me? <laughs> Can you feel how I feel about me? Please? Angels and demons and glory and scrolls and the world's changing. Can you feel how I feel about me? And so, <laughs> it just, it'll get your wheels spinning in the mud. You just go, <laughs> you go, there you go. There we go, nothing but net. All right. So <laughs> All right. <laughs> no one's an expert in the spirit of counsel, but we have to understand first, we have to acknowledge Him, uh, trust in Him with all our heart and acknowledge Him in all our ways and He'll direct our paths. And he's not sort of like he just whispers something. And you know, what? I didn't quite get that. And you go, no, I didn't listen properly. It doesn't work like that. God's gracious. He's patient. He really is. If you have a heart to do His will, but what if what He's asking you to do you don't want? Is this. Is there's something wrong on the inside. We've built contrary to what the, the plan of God is. For me, I, I just, the last thing I wanted to do was be in the ministry. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> or preach. <laughs> Seriously, I had built according to fear. And so the Lord, very gently. And, uh, and so, <laughs> but we have to have a heart. We have, a, have to have a, an inquiring heart about the counsel of the Lord. It's really, really important. Really important. So this is the last, last point. We'll finish with a story and we're gonna talk about Sunday. Isaiah, Isaiah, please. God gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the young people will faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Is that it? That's it. All right, it is. So, they shall walk and not faint. <laughs> so, so waiting upon the Lord, you actually come to Him with your weakness and He gives you His strength. If you, ha if, if you struggle with time alone with the Lord, you're gonna struggle. The spirit of counsel and might work together. What you're called to do, what you're called to do, you can't do. Just get over it. God calls you to do things you can't do. Get over it. So when we actually spend time with Him, now I've cultivated my spiritual life. I love hanging out with God. That wasn't always the case. I felt like just talking to the air. And occasionally a bit of like, ooh. Oh, where did that go? So now I need my time alone. And it gives me strength because the Spirit of God starts to infuse me. I would say if there's anything that I wanna get right this side of glory is my ability to wait on God and fellowship with Him. That's, that's, it all comes from that. If you struggle with that, you'll never experience might and you'll struggle with counsel. You'll never, ever, ever break through. There has to be, you, you, uh, um, I wasn't born like, oh, I'm naturally geared towards prayer. I had to carve it out. 
I hated reading. I had the gift of reading minimal at school, getting maximum results. I had a grace to do that. I hated it. I was into movies and telly. There used to be a newspaper called The News that come out in the middle of the day. Who remembers the news? And I look at the front page and flip it round to the back. And I, you know, how did Sturt go? And, and what happened with the football? And hated reading. I had to cultivate loving, processing information and decoding things. My flesh hated it. And waiting on the, God, on, on the Lord was even harder. But what happens is that there's so many keys and this, if I believe, I, we can't do it for anyone. We can't fix anyone. That's not our mandate. Our mandate's to equip, serve, empower, encourage, etc. But if you're coming, if this is your church, I believe you're in one of the best places to be equipped and launched into the realm of the Spirit. I really believe that. But if you struggle with time alone with God, just do it until it clicks. But start with worship. Hang out with Him. He, he, because I, I want to see... see the thing I'm looking for, this is, and, and I'm not going to try and get too clever in this statement, right? Um, we can pray like maniacs and we'll get outpouring here in Moonter in a very short time. But will it be sustainable? It doesn't take much. I've seen it. I've seen it. I was, I was with Hugh the other day. I've been in, I think, five outpourings in my life, serious ones. Um, and, and I mean like, not like I just went to meetings and sat in it, like being a significant part of it or a precursor to that. And so there's got to be sustainable outpouring because what happens is that when, when outpouring subsides, then what you're left with is worse than what you started with. Just being honest. So we want, so, and that comes with counsel and might. And so, 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 Cultivate waiting on the Lord. Uh, the last story I'll share is this: is that on uh, um, on Sunday we're going to anoint everyone that comes here. And if you come to multiple services, we're not going to say, "Have you been here before?" It's sort of like, and some of you are going, <laughs> you know. And so this is this is this is what we're going to anoint people for to for, to, the, the, to fulfil the will of God in their life. That includes power. That includes power. So they're going to see all sorts of manifestations next Sunday morning, next Sunday afternoon. Uh, a bunch of us are fasting. I'd inc- I'd in- uh, uh, I encourage you to fast. Seek the Lord, get ready. But it's to do the will of God and to be, uh, receive power. Jesus said, and you'll receive power. <laughs> Anything else, Lord? No, just power. He didn't say that. You'll be my witnesses everywhere. And it doesn't necessarily mean street preaching, but you're going to, I mean, I've, 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 gone, I've worked in places that I've led nearly everyone to the Lord. Okay? But why, don't you do that? why don't you do that now? Because everywhere, because everyone I work with is in the Lord. Okay? Why don't you do evangelism? Because I don't see any sinners. Seriously, like it's, like it's few and far between. That changes seasonally, right? But it's like, on to, so on, on Sunday, this is what we're going to do. We're going to anoint people to, to lean into that grace and that power to fulfil the will of God, especially with the Great Commission. Since we've really, really followed the leading of the Lord, I mean, I look at this now, so, so Munta is doing great. It's doing great, all right? Sunday was really awesome. The week before was, you know, God's there, He's doing it. It's, 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 the Spirit of Council's on that. 
Um, but we want to anoint people to come into what they're called to do and actually do it powerfully and enjoy it as well. But you've got to do it in the Holy Ghost. He's our best friend. I, I've, when I went, the, the, the best example of South America and Colombia, Avivamiento, which is Spanish for revival. It's just, the, it's giving, what church are you going to? Revival. Where are you going to? Revival. Revival.com, you know. So, so, seriously, and they've been doing it for 30 years. 30 years, they've got a spirit of counsel on them. Welsh Revival went for three years. Avivamiento, 30 years. Spirit of counsel. This is why we want Spirit of Counsel to see this manifest. You got, the meetings, man, are crazy. He prays for you. You feel like you, someone's hit you with a cattle prod or a taser. It's funny, like you go in, getting after you, you're in the staff room, not staff room, the staff room, <coughs> be the size of the sanctuary. And it's so packed, you can only see heads. And you know what happens? You don't know where he is because he's quite short. His name's Ricardo. He's quite short. You can't see where he is. And you've actually got it. Where, I can't even see him. And all you see, you just see this like all of a sudden a succession of heads just falling onto the ground like this. You go, he must be over there. <laughs> He's just praying for people. It's like, mm, 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 mm. seriously. There's so, this church is so big. <laughs> I've seen him on a Segway. <laughs> Legit. I've seen a thousand people slain in the Spirit once. And some of them go back two or three rows, you know. So make sure if you're behind someone like that, mouth guard, helmet, airbags in your chest. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Wake up, missing five teeth. So, that was a great meeting. <laughs> and so, we were a, a spirit of counsel and a spirit of might. We were, um, the Lord gave myself and Adam a word to minister in the Philippines. And we were going there sometimes three times a year. Saw incredible things. This one time we went to Negros and that's one of the islands. Um, it's next to Cebu. We're in Negros. Um, I can't remember the town. Very, very open. Very, very good church. So what happened was we, we were going, we're going to do, we're going to teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now on Sunday, I know there's a lot of people who already feel the Spirit but we're gonna go for a fresh baptism on Sunday. Now, if you're not, if you don't aren't feel the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, seek it this week and believe for it on Sunday. I mean that. Even if people haven't given their life to Christ, sort of like quick sinners prayer, whatever, boom, seriously, we're gonna go for it. It's an anointing service. And I've seen like that, I've seen 400 people in one hit get baptised in the Holy Ghost. That was in Uganda in 2019. But we, I want you to have hunger this week for this. In the new baptism, I don't know, new mantle, whatever. We can, you can dress it up how you want, just, just believe. So we did a feeding program and hundreds of kids, we gave them the money, the local church prepared it, these kids come and hundreds of kids came to Christ. So anyway, uh, at the, the night time we do it, the, the meeting, we're going, we're going to speak on our baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what happens is that we, me and Adam will tag team and talk about his testimony then he hands the microphone to me and then I lead people into the baptism of the Spirit. And like I said, we've seen, it's really straightforward. You receive the Spirit of God by faith. Just receive it like you're breathing in and then you utterance. Just you step out. That's how I received it. I got baptised in the Holy Ghost maybe six weeks after I came to Christ. And he who prays in an unknown tongue prays mysteries to God and edifies himself. If you, if you already feel the Spirit speaking tongues, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. 
on, on, on between all sorts of, you know, from Damascus through to Jerusalem, through to, he'd be speaking in tongues. That's how he, he's, uh, uh, Jacob's ladder as angels ascending and descending. So we're like this. Fed all these kids, fantastic. Now we're gonna do this meeting. We know God's gonna move powerfully and there's about 200 people in the meeting. Then all of a sudden, I, I'm, I'm sitting in the front row and I can see the cops come in the meeting. I'm going, that's weird. And the senior pastor comes out and then he comes in and he looks really stressed and then he goes out again. So Adam's preaching and I'm about to preach. I said, look, give me, I'll, we'll do what we usually do. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go and see what's going on. So I go in there like this. And we're now in the, um, man, in the manse, the house next to the church. He's freaking out and it's these two ladies screaming hysterically. <clears throat> I'm like, what's going on here? And he said, the police just came. He said, there are five children on the verge of death in hospital from the feeding program. They radically got poisoned or food poisoning or whatever. And they're, you know, and I'm like, and he goes, what do I do? He, 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 was, he, was, he was out of his depth. He goes, what do I do? Because he, he could see jail time. And the women, were they had actually prepared the food. They were godly women, you know. It could have been a whole bunch of things. Just, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, it's a devil. But, um, and it was, that island is next to the, called Sikior Island is the most demonic island in all the Philippines. And no one's ever really broken through that well. So witchcraft dominated stronghold. It's just uh, not very far from the area we're ministering in. So he goes, what do we do? And, um, and I said, here's the deal. If, I mean, I, if, I, he was, he, we're talking, he said, what do I do? It's like, no veils. I could have said, get in a car, go to the airport, fly away, never come back. You go, okay. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. You know, forget everyone. And <coughs> no, he, he, was, he was shaking like a loose tooth. He was like freaking out, like he could tell he's traumatised. And I said, listen, this is what we're gonna do. We're still gonna go ahead with a meeting. We'll make it shorter. And then we, you, me and Adam and a couple of others will go to the hospital and pray for those five kids. Cool. And it's like, he was freaking out and I prayed for him. Then Adam's preaching like this. And, and then I'm going sort of like, and he's going, and this, and this, and this. And I'm at the back, I'm going, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, give it to me. And he's going, anyway, I had to go up. I said, got the interrupter to stop for a minute. I said, hey, listen, listen. I said, this is what's happened. We've got to go to the hospital. These kids are like, they're in, a bad, in bad shape. The cops have come. People are freaking out. So keep, do your thing, but cut it right down. Don't, like give me the mic in five, five, 10 minutes. So, okay. He preaches. And then I get up there and I did an express version of the explanation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Spirit. It says be continually present tense, filled with the Spirit of God. So you hear, you go, I'm Spirit filled. Are you? It's the Spirit of God pumping through your body right now. You're moving in power, okay? One of the major signs is speaking other tongues, but also power. Is your life powerful? Don't go, oh, I've got it. No, when's the last time you led someone to Christ? When was the last time, like, so, 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 so let's challenge ourselves in the Holy Ghost to go to a whole nother level Sunday, okay? But, but, but just really believe, believe for an impartation. Remember what I believe for in my water baptism, believe for all, all sorts of meetings are going to go, come on Sunday with a spirit of faith. Anyway, so what happened was, is I'll get up there and explain, and, and power of God fell, pray for everybody, bodies everywhere. Multiple people had simultaneous, uh, no, uh, two to three people 
didn't know each other. Giant dove comes in the meeting. Glory breaks out. And rather than sit around going, cool, we had to run and get in a car. So Adam and the driver and the pastor in the front, I'm in the back and it's like, um, uh, it's like a troop carrier. So, so, so I can only see out the back. I can't see the sides, the, the flaps are down. I'm sitting in the back. Now one of the singers, their kid's about seven or six, I think six or five, sorry, six or five. And he's vomiting violently in the back. And I found out he ate the same stuff in the feeding program. So I'm in the back. So I can only see things once we've gone past them. Right, this is why we need the power of God. So why we need the baptism of the Spirit. This is why Spirit of Counsel, because we were called to the Philippines and God had us to do something there. But it's, it's going pear shape now. Great meeting, but you know, like, sort of like, I don't know, you know, 100 people baptised in the Holy Spirit, 300 kids die. <laughs> the ministry was great, you know. <laughs> Anyway, so, so um, I can just see everything. And now in Philippines, their national sport is basketball. They love basketball. So they've got uh, all these uh, basketball courts at night, uh, uh, night under lights, etc. So we're like there, so we're driving and I just start seeing multitudes of people. I'm going, wow, like this is basketball game. Like this. But then the car starts slowing down. There's kids vomiting next to me. Adam's in the front. We get out. And there's hundreds of people, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And I look, I go, oh, we're at the hospital. Oh, the whole town's here. Oh, right, police are here. Oh, is that the mayor? Interpreter, what's going on? And as it turned out, over 200 kids have been radically food poisoned. And the hospital was filled to the brim and they're out on the road, out in the car park on beds with an IV drip called dextrose, vomiting out this vial, like it was pink, it was weird, it was like, I don't know what it was. And all of a sudden, all the parents are looking at me and Adam like this. And I went, Adam, I'm right behind you. <laughs> I did, I did, right behind you. And it was a lot easier to hide behind back then. Yeah, no kidding. So, so, so now I know what it's like to be in a situation so tense. It's like anything, because what happens with, with psychology is you've got a thing called mob, mob mentality. And someone might be quite respectable, but you get, get a bunch of people and then someone sets something off. And because of that corporate consciousness or dynamic, people do things they wouldn't do on their own. A lot like violence. And their kids are dying. And we get out like this. And man, like... <laughs> You know, it's sort of like, right, God's man of faith and power, like this. No, 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 God's man of paste and flour, right? So, so I'm like we, were like, we walked in like this. Now we found out the next day, said, we were so angry at those Australians, but when we saw them, we felt sorry for them, okay? <coughs> we go in like this, and then we make our way through, and we see, like, 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 like so they've got the entrance of the hospital, beds coming out, the, 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 the foyer beds, Every hallway, beds, every ward filled with kids, beds vomiting everywhere. It was insane. And so it's like, all right, we're just going to have to pray for all the kids. So we start praying for the kids, just laying hands. And, and then some kids, I mean, you're praying for kids and they're vomiting as you're praying for them, right? Usually that's a good sign. Um, but <laughs> just once though. Um, and, and, and then some kids instantly, you could just see 
you could just see the countenance change like this. And then a mother with, with her child looks and sees that they go, she goes, and they'll grab you and pull you over to this one like this. We prayed for every kid in that hospital uh, for the next two and a half to three, I went to every, every part, out in the car park like this. And then we've we literally, God completely, all except for two kids were discharged by that night. God moved miraculously and healed all the kids in that hospital. Is that an amazing story? And we next day, we actually did prison ministry. And so the rumour was is that, the, that we met with the mayor, prayed for him, led him to the Lord. Then we went to the prison ministry. But the rumour was we, the mayor called us in and sent us to prison. That was... Never let the truth, truth get in the way of a good story. And so, and we were like, then we were in, then we were in um, uh, another part of the island and we're lying down in bed, waking up. We could hear the radio. Now the group we were with called Christ Faith Fellowship. And on the radio, and you could hear, uh, uh, it would have been, it wouldn't have been Tagalog, it would have been Visayan, it would have been Cebuano. I can't remember what I was saying, but it was, and we're just lying there, waking up, just going, man, I'm exhausted. That was a hectic day. He's I got duckity, bucket, duckity, duckity, on the radio. I got a bucket, Christ, faith, fellowship. We got on the news in Manila. And so what happened is God called us to that island through the word of the Lord. We saw a fresh baptism break out, but then pressure came, but we had counsel. Then we went in and no kidding, we're talking kids got instantly healed in that hospital, but we're talking one by one like this, literally just ploughing. I would have loved to have just gone in there with a white Benny hinge and heal, come on, woo! And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but we just like one by one, just, you know, like this. But it's a spirit of might, not just to completely not lose it, like the spirit, strength of might in the inner man, but externally. I really believe, seriously, this is a the very, very, uh, I, I want to encourage people right now in this season, there's no social distancing. There's no masks. We've got freedom of assembly, okay? From Sunday, I want to encourage people, you hear someone complaining about an ailment in your workplace or whatever, say, can I pray for you? We have to start to lay hands on people and see the miraculous. Can someone say amen? amen. You ask, you interview people. Would you, you go, oh, I guess this is a back problem. I won't go like this. Would you like me to pray for you? And they think you're gonna go home, get on your knees and put your hands together. But you're not like, no, right there, right there. In the name. No, no, no. So however you do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone face plan on the keyboard. And so your workstation's everywhere. So, so seriously, is that, is that when you set your heart to expand kingdom territory, you invoke grace, invoke grace. Witness to people. I've seen, like I said, I've, I've, I've seen whole workplaces come to Christ. And I wasn't Charles Finneying it, walking and everyone's convicted. I literally just, in prayer, every time before, Lord, give me an opportunity. But God, so what happens, the more you lend yourself to that, more anointing comes on you. Again and again and again. You know, you can't, there's a guaranteed way, guaranteed way to never raise the dead is don't pray for the dead. 
It's a guaranteed way to never see healing. Don't pray for the sick. We, we, need, we need that spirit of boldness coming upon us. So, so counsel is about the will of God to fulfil the might. The might is to fulfil the counsel of the will of God. And that's why, with all you get and get understanding, wisdom is the principal thing. My people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. And yes, we want revival, we want sustainable outpouring. We want sustainable outpouring. So we go from, not from glory to, but from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. And we need to ask. So get out your communion, put the, put the pads on that we've, you know, doesn't get a shadow band. Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, thank you. You know, uh, at the beginning of 2020, my wife got a word, we were having coffee and she heard the words, to the brave goes the spoils. And that's what they prayed in the book of Acts. They said they prayed for boldness. And I just think that, I, I think for, for, for you guys here, you go, Lord, I, I want a spirit of counsel but I do want a greater anointing in my life. I'm gonna lay a hold of things in the Spirit like never before, but I want a spirit of counsel so I can manifest the counsel for the will of God and so it can manifest a spirit of might, a spirit of might. And between now and Sunday, start to wait upon the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm believing for an upgrade, Lord, but it won't be just for the upgrade. It's actually about going deeper into the scroll or the will of God for our life. That's what happens, that's what invokes it. Since Honestly, honestly, right? Munter doesn't make my life simpler. But I'm leaning deeper into the will of God and I'll tell you what, I've gone to a whole nother level of blessing. I, 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 I love Munter. I love what God's doing out there, right? But not because it's like, it's not in and of myself. It's like, because I'm seeing God do it. And when you go, it's about the Great Commission. And then He goes, I will anoint you to do that. And not just that, I'll take your business to another level. I'll bless your relationships. I'll learn you to how to function at a higher place so you can carry more with less stress. Holy. But don't shrink back or shy away. So I'm just gonna pray if you guys will take communion and then I want you to, to, just to hunger and believe God between now and Sunday because we're gonna lay hands on everybody. Thank You, Lord. I just thank You for the spirit of counsel and might. I thank You, Lord, that the Kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. We thank You for mighty signs and wonders, even healings on Sunday. I thank You, Lord. Holy Ghost, we love You. <laughs> we love You, Holy Spirit. We honour You, but we need to walk with You, not quench You or grieve You, but be filled with You to be filled by You, Lord. Thank You. Thank You, Spirit of Counsel. I thank You for a hunger here for people to seek the counsel of the Lord, to pursue His counsel. And I thank You for a manifestation as a result of the Spirit of might. Bless this communion and all of its healing properties by faith. Bless it to our body in Jesus' Name, Amen.
Praise God. Holy Ghost. So, I would encourage this week, because like I said, we, 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 have, we have freedom of movement. You know, honestly, you've got the World Health, Health Organisation just declared monkeypox an international emergency home. But the, don't, don't take for granted the freedom of movement you have now. Let's, let, let's really, really, you see, see, the only way darkness stops is the light, the only way darkness continues is there's no light. No light. And we have to, we have to start to posture ourselves every morning before the Lord, say, Lord, use me. Give me opportunity and, re, and just step out. You, you, you don't have to make it, you can't, okay, I want you to be free. You can't fix anyone. Don't try and fix anyone. We're called to represent Jesus and love people but you can't fix anyone. You are not the Lord who fixes thee. He is Jehovah Rapha. And so when you realise that, you just, just in a spirit of faith and love, just, 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 just inquire, inquire one level deeper and just see what He does. But don't take for granted what we have in this season. Because I'll be honest, and I've had a lot of phone calls today about this, we have had a pandemic of overreaching government. That's what the pandemic is. They didn't do it with SARS or swine flu. We have a pandemic of government, overreaching government. So let's function as the ecclesia in Jesus' Name and lean into the power of God because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Because that's what the pandemic has been about. I know there's a segue on the back end. He was telling me that in Victoria, they're gonna ban all gas, natural gas in homes in the next 10 years. Gas ovens, gas heating, everything's gonna be electric and it's been gonna be standardised around Australia through the Master Builders Association. No more gas products. You go, what does that mean? Just more encroachments on freedom around the backdrop of climate emergencies. Oh, but the Great Barrier Reef is almost rejuvenated. No, we don't want that in the news. We've had a pandemic of government. Who believes that? Seriously. And this is why we have to, we have to, can only do what we do in the Spirit in Jesus' Name. Because what happens is that these things coming forward are not based on anything but ideology. And this is what we have to do. So from Sunday or even before Sunday, just say, Holy Ghost, I'm gonna lean into you on a deeper level. We're gonna see amazing things. I, I, I can see at the moment, just I have conversations Sunday night, fires gonna be lit all through the Northern Adelaide and the Northern parts of Adelaide, fires everywhere. It's not just Munta. Things are gonna be happening massively, massively all over the state. But we, that's what we need to see happen in Jesus' Name. Can someone say Amen? amen. This is what He's doing in Jesus' Name. Praise God. We have a safe drive home. Uh, we'll see you uh, uh, Sunday. We might have to move some chairs. Just co just cooperate with us. Yeah, might, might might have to move one or two, but you're up. You're you're good for it. Brilliant. Now that you're hyped up and filled with the spirit, enjoy your sleep. <laughs>